0: Welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the show, and it is show number 172. Happy to be on with you. Happy to be live here on Facebook, uh, on iTunes when we get rolled onto there, and wherever it is you are watching and or listening, YouTube, proud member of the Education Podcast Network and Voice Ed Radio Canada. Um, and we are getting rolling with show number 172. We have John Abrams joining us today. He is navigating through some uh, tech challenges now. And if we can get him, we'll get him. If not the magic of performance, uh, we'll get him back on another time. But while we're uh, waiting to connect with John, I do want to go over a couple of announcements, a couple of uh, news briefs. Uh, and, again, excited to get rolling with show number 172. Number one, I want to thank today's sponsor of the program, And Collar. What a great relationship uh, I have with this group. I'm wearing And Collar gear right now. It's amazing stuff. It's flexible. It's water-resistant. It's stain-resistant. Uh, and we know as school leaders, uh, as magicians, John, um, that uh, it's it's just uh, it's an amazing um, – uh, your clothing. I love it. So um I'm wearing it right now. This is it. Mar- uh, 15 Marada is the discount code. That's right. 15 Marada is the discount code. Uh, and that's for Ann Collar. Uh, and check them out. They they're an awesome clothing company. Happy to be uh sponsored by them. Number two, the Audible version of the partnership is out. My second book. Uh, It is out on Audible, The Partnership, Surviving and Thriving. And it is tips, tricks, hats, uh, successful strategies for parents to help navigate their kids through school. Uh, And that is The Partnership. Uh, It's on Audible. So excited that I had a chance to read that, go to the studio and do that. Uh, I would love for you to check that out. Number three number of people have asked about where can I get some AM gear, Andrew Morata, surviving and thriving gear. New to the website is um, uh, uh, I got uh, T-shirts and I got trucker hats with the AM logo. They are on the Andrew Morata website. Check those out. You're looking for some swag. uh, uh, Do that, and you can order it right through the website, andrewmorata.com. We got the trucker hats, and we got some T-shirts. Uh, And we'll be adding to that. Uh, I hope you'll grab some of those. Uh, And if you are looking for a speaker, you're looking for professional development, you're looking for someone to motivate your staff, connect with your administrators, uh, it's been going well. It is something that I have been able to add. And uh, I'm excited about that. And uh, uh, I'm seeing some good news at the bottom of my screen. Yeah, John, we got you muted right now, but I see you. So uh, uh, lucky we made it work here. And uh, we're going to meet John Abrams here in a moment. Uh, it looks like he's got the magic ready. Um, and we will meet him in a moment. So, again, if you uh, are looking for a speaker, reach out to me. Let's see if we're a right fit and uh, if that works for you and your organization. So, again, Ann Collar, the discount code is 15Mirada. Uh, John, this is some nice gear. I don't know if you get wet or dirty during your performances, uh, but 15 Mirada is the discount code there uh, You want some Andrew Murata swag check it out on Andrew the audible version of the partnership is out and uh, I'd love to be your next speaker. So let's check that out We are gonna meet John Abrams here in a moment and he is gonna do some magic But I want to uh, just run my little trick, you know, one of my, my things here I don't want to insult John, but John uh, I'm no magician like you, but I got a little Uh, Coloring book here, and uh, as you can see there's no there's no color. There's no color in my book Right, so I want to do some magic here I want to show the magician that that I could get some some color Uh, And it's hard to do this with the camera John, but I, I, I got a little I got a little here But it looks black and white. It looks black and white. I need a little more magic John I need a little more magic and boom we got color we got color in the book I'll take it out for the next group, get that color out of here so there's no more color. That's my little magic trick. I love to show it to the little kids. But let's knock it off with the the rookie magician here. Let's bring in today's guest here. Let's welcome uh, John Abrams to Education Leadership Beyond. I'm glad he was able to work out the tech. And here we are, John. Good to see you. Good to be seen. Finally got that camera
1: going and we are rocking and rolling. You're looking great. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me, Andrew. I appreciate it. I like your uh, I like your opening with your coloring book. That's 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 great. I have some friends right now that are doing lectures on on how to use that coloring
0: book to the optimum to to have the
1: optimum impact for kids.
0: <laughs> well, I use it for a lot of efforts, uh, folks. If you're watching live, please join us. This is John Abrams from California, and uh, we're going to uh, get to meet John here. Um, but I believe in the power of performance, I believe in connecting with your audience. Uh, and John, let's let's start there. What? How did you get going with magic and, and tell us a little bit about yourself? Well,
1: uh, once again, my name is John Abrams, of course. Uh, before COVID, I was doing anywhere between three and 500 shows a year wow. uh, for elementary schools on um, bully prevention and character. And I was thinking about that, how I got started. And it, it's kind of a funny story. Um, In high school, maybe I'm 15 or 16 years old, and I'm in a drama class. And one of the assignments was to do a scene from a particular period. And the period that I got was Comedia dell'arte. And if you're not familiar with Comedia dell'arte, what they did back then in the 16th and 18th century is they wore Harlequin masks and did performances in front of audiences with Harlequin masks.
0: Mm. Now, I'm
1: 15 or 16-year-old at the time. And this is, uh, let's see, I guess probably 1979, 1980. And there was a show called The Gong Show on, which was remade recently. And on The Gong Show, there was this guy called The Unknown Comic. Now, I didn't have masks, but this guy, The Unknown Comic, he wore a bag over his head and he cut holes in for eyes and he used to do all this crazy, these crazy stunts as The Unknown Comic. And nobody knew who he was for a really long time. So I had this assignment. Uh, to do something for, from Commedia dell'arte i didn't have a harlequin mask i didn't have any type of mask so a friend of mine and myself put on bags over our heads and cut holes out of the eyes and holes out of where the mouth is and we did an entire scene in the Commedia dell'arte style with bags on our heads and i realized at that point in time see everything before this was what's called representational theater which mm-hmm. means we're doing theater from a script Whereas this particular scene was presentational theater, where I was actually talking to the audience. We were talking to the audience. We were improving, We were doing all sorts of crazy things with these bags over our heads. So I fell in love with presentational theater. Mm. So fast forward, about I don't know, probably 20 years. I had already beat the streets of Hollywood, trying to become an actor and such, and, and had some success, did some commercials and some different things. Then, Uh, my wife at the time invited a magician over to the house and I had never seen a magic show I'd never seen a live magic trick and he did what's called a card on the ceiling Mm. and here's how that works he takes out a deck of cards he says please pick a card so I pick a card he says please write your name on the card and I write my name on the card and he says watch this so he puts a rubber band around it the deck of cards my card is somewhere in there and he throws it up and it, it hits the ceiling. And then all the cards come falling down, all except for one card. And that's the card that I picked. It was on the ceiling. I had signed my name on it and everything. And I was so blown away by this. I looked up and I was like, oh my God, that, uh, that, that, it's my card. So I was so blown away. It turns out that this particular corporate magician, uh, his assistant had left him or they had a parting of ways. I don't know what happened. Uh, and he found out that I had a lot of acting, um, uh, uh, experience and experience backstage. And so he asked me to become his assistant.
0: Mm. So I
1: showed him my legs. No, I didn't really show him my legs. Uh, so I became his assistant. So I was the guy that was on stage pulling the strings and pushing the buttons when he was going, Ta-da! so from then on we flew all around the United States, uh, doing magic shows for everybody around the U S including Florida and Arizona and all over the place. So uh, so after working for him for five years or so, I decided, well, I might be able to do this myself. It's it, magic is basically acting with stuff, practicing with stuff, performing with stuff and acting and with stuff. Yeah. So 19... Uh, 19- Ninety nine, I put my first ad in the yellow pages, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and kids I started saying, what? What's <laughs> you yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: kids are going, what? What's the yellow page? <laughs> yellow pages were these this book that everybody used to get that listed all the people and all the businesses around. And so I was in the yellow pages under magicians, and I got my first call, and, and the rest is history
0: wow and then and john where did it turn to how did you go doing magic shows to like doing this for kids to help with social skills and emotional skills and, and bullying prevention yeah what happened is
1: when i first started doing magic uh i made myself a promise that i wouldn't compete with the magician that i had worked for Yes. so he was doing mainly corporate events and so i thought well i'll start doing children's events so I started doing a lot of children's events. I created a show called Animal Magic, which is uh, mm. magic with all live exotic pets, and did that for a very, very long time. And but what would happen is occasionally I did, I did a lot of birthday parties. I don't know, like six, seven, eight birthday parties a weekend. Uh, but then I realized that I was gone every weekend and I had two kids. So I had to pivot. Yeah. So I thought, well, what, what better way to pivot to weekdays than to do school shows? So I started doing school shows Monday through Friday. And even though when I first started doing it, I was doing the animal magic show. I would occasionally get hired for a school and I would go to the school principal and say, well, what is the problem? What is something that I can help you with? What can I bring into your school that some people aren't teaching that could help your school? And at the time, this is maybe 10 or 12 years ago, uh, the main topic was bullying. That was the big problem. So they said, well, well, what you can do is is bring something in about bullying. So I thought, great, home run. So I got all sorts of books on bullying. At the time, videotapes on bullying. <laughs> I thought about my own kids. I have two different daughters. Uh, one is a super brain and one is super athletic and super popular. So I kind of have, you know, they tip the scales on each side so I could look at both of them. Uh, and I created a show called The Bully Game
0: mm.
1: that was a huge hit in elementary schools all over Southern California and started doing two, starting two or 300 shows the first year wow. of, of bully prevention shows. So that's kind of how I got into the bully prevention business. Yeah. And then later added added a, a, a character show to it. I, um, as I learned more about bullying, I added a parenting, uh, parenting prevention, uh, component to it and did a parenting meeting on bullying. So that, that's kind of, that, that, that's the roundabout story, how I got yeah. started with the bullying thing, yeah.
0: What a great combination, though. You're doing something fun that people like. You have their attention, but then you're turning it into a positive uh, message there, you know, and doing some research, uh, John, and checking it out. You, you talk about the, the eight traits of a true magician. Yep. you know can you share those and then the name of the show is called education leadership beyond do yeah. any of those traits carry into leadership carry into education any of those things that that can benefit cool. some of our listeners absolutely all of them yeah.
1: benefit benefit uh, leadership i imagine you'll have to figure out how to how to put that in but certainly teaching yeah. Um, we teach the eight traits of a true magician. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read these because although I haven't memorized, I'm probably gonna panic <laughs> and leave one out. Uh they are respect, prepared, enthusiasm, confidence, or confident, authentic, humble, creative, and giving. Mm. So every time I teach a lesson, I now when COVID hit, I went from doing three and four hundred shows a year to zero. Wow. So when that hit, I, I pivoted to teaching magic and I found a group called discover magic that teaches these eight traits of a true magician. And they, they use one of these traits for every particular lesson. For example, um, the first, the first lesson is, is respect. And the trick that we teach is called the incredible and the incredible, here's how it works. Basically, uh, we put a, a bead in someone's hand and this bead has, uh, has strings running through the bead. So the person closes their hand, they turn over, we tie up their hand with the strings, then we pull the strings and it melts through their hand. And then, then the bead is left in their hand. Mm. That is the first lesson that I teach. Now, when we teach that the first time a kid does that, they'll go to somebody and say, Oh, put out your hand. Here's a bead. it in your hand close your hand turn it over uh uh, tie it up okay pull it and that's all well and good the trick is fine but then we start talking about respect by the end of the lesson they say i need a volunteer oh hi what is your name bob okay hi bob bob please put out your hand bob i'm going to put a bead in your hand is that okay Mm. great thank you please cover cover the bead hold on to the bead thank you please turn your hand over wow thank you and then they tie it up is that comfortable is it too tight no well let me pull on it then they pull on it and then they do the trick uh so so now they've treated the person with respect and they understand how using respect uh takes them further in the trick and in life wow what a
0: great what a yeah what a great thing i got six here john respect preparation (laughs) Uh, creative, giving, humble, uh, and authentic. I can't what it, authentic. okay. Confident. Confident, yeah. Is that it? Is that it? And one more. We're missing one more. I got this. Uh, enthusiasm. Enthusiasm, nice. Okay, yeah, as you yeah. see, I'm
1: not. I'm, I'm not very enthusiastic about what I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's see some John here. You oh, mentioned sure. about maybe doing some on the show. I love it. I, I think. You know, I believe educators are performers. Yeah. I believe the great teachers use props. They use cool things that grab people's attention. I think it's, a, it's I think it's a great skill. And the fact that you're teaching it now, right? Isn't that what they say about our gifts? Right? Share yeah. your gifts, but now you're teaching others to do it. I think is just tremendous. I think well,
1: it's
0: I, great. I, 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 love doing it. And and the neat thing about teaching is that I'm passing it.
1: I'm passing on all this experience from the last 20 years or 25 years of, of performing magic. And not only are we creating new magicians, but we're also creating good people mm. and good kids, which is way more important. You know, yeah. there are enough magicians out there, believe me, but there aren't enough people that treat people with respect, that are always prepared, that are enthusiastic and that type of thing. All right, yeah. you wanna see some
0: magic? Let's do it. Let's do Let's some magic here on right. education, leadership and beyond. Here's what's gonna happen. I.
1: I'm going to predict the future.
0: <laughs>
1: I have here, you can see this, yeah, oh yeah. I have here a magic number, but I'm not going to show you what this magic number is. I'm going to show it to you in the future. Now, just so you know, so you can see this. Can you see this here? I can, uh, yes. Right there. Yeah. Perfect. I, I have here a graph. And, and by the way, I know there are a lot of people that are just listening to this. So okay. describe this gra- this graph has the numbers one through 16. And what it is, it's it's a, a graph. Numbers one, two, three, and four are on the top row. Then there's a next row that has five, six, seven, eight, all the way down to 16. Now here's what's gonna happen. I'm not gonna do the magic. Actually, Andrew, you're gonna do the magic.
0: That's here's what I'm what, talking about.
1: Yeah, absolutely, here's <laughs> what's gonna happen. Uh, I want you to go ahead and name any number on this chart. Go ahead and name any number on this chart. Eight. Eight. OK, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to circle the number 8, and we're going to remove all the numbers above, all the numbers below, and all the numbers side to side. And people listening to this, what I've done is I've crossed out uh, the number above it, which happens to be 4, and the numbers below it, and the numbers side to side. Now, Andrew, go ahead and randomly pick a number, another number that's left. 14. 14. All right, so here's what's gonna happen. We're gonna circle the number 14. We're going to eliminate everything above, everything below. And Andrew, where are we gonna eliminate?
0: The, to the right and to the left.
1: Exactly, everything side to side. So that's what I've done, i crossed these out. And there's a bunch of numbers left, go ahead and name any one of those numbers that are left over. Let's go with number one. Number one, perfect. So we circle the number one, we eliminate everything above, everything below, and everything side to side. Now I think there's one number left, is that right? That's correct. Okay, the number left is 11. We're gonna circle the number 11. Uh, let's go ahead and add these up. Okay, Andrew, what's 14 plus 11?
0: 25.
1: Okay, what's 25 plus eight? 33. 33, 33 plus one? 34. 34. That's very interesting, what is that number again? 34. 34. Now, all this time, we've been looking at this envelope marked magic number. It hasn't left the screen. You've been able to see it the whole time, right? I, yeah, I've been watching it, yes. <laughs> now, I imagine you're suspecting what's going to happen. This is a magic number. Oh, wait, before, even before I reveal this, let's, let's, let's review what we've done. I showed you a chart. You picked... Four ran what seemed like completely random numbers we added them up and what was the total 34 34 excellent
0: come on <laughs> what nice. just happened you did some <laughs> magic that's what I think
1: <laughs> okay okay for those listening to that I pulled out uh, I took out an envelope and I pulled a piece of paper out saying the number 34 all right now here's what's happened Here's what's really happened. I'm going to teach you this magic trick.
0: Nice.
1: That way you can teach your students and you can teach other people this magic trick too. Uh, Because it does a lot of things. First, it engages people. Were you engaged during that? Absolutely. Yeah, you were looking back and forth. You were adding numbers in your head. So we did the engagement thing. Secondly, it's a math lesson. The truth of the matter is math shows us hidden patterns in life That teach us about the future. I'll give you an example. Here's what I want you to do. I want everybody listening to to this, including you, Andrew, to think of the number four. That's all I want you to do. Think of the number four. Put the number four in your head. All right? Now, Andrew, you are going to tell the future. Watch this. What's two plus two? Four. You just saw the future. (laughs) Okay, that's a simplistic device of what I just showed you. But here's what's gonna happen. We're gonna do this again. Because we're going to create a pattern where the outcome is always 34, no matter what. Mm. All right. So no matter what number you say, the pattern is going to equal 34. And by the way, before I show you how to do this and before I show you this, uh, it doesn't have to be on a, uh, what is this? a dry? It doesn't have to be with a dry erase pen and a dry erase board. I've done it many times on just a regular old piece of paper where you draw the graph and you use use that. So, all right, so we're gonna do this again. And the reason we're going to do this again is to show you how these patterns in math, and we, by the way, we're lifting up math. Mm. We're teaching the kids that math is a good thing, that math helps you tell the future, right? So, Andrew, let's do this again. Go ahead and name any number, a different number. Nine. Nine. Nine? So we circle the number nine. We're going to create this pattern by removing everything to the right, to the left, above, and below. Give me another number. 15. 15. 15 is left. Circle the number 15. Remove everything above, everything below, and everything side to side. Give me another number. Six. Six. Circle the number six. Remove everything above, below, side to side. And is there one number left? I believe There there is. Oh, right there, up there four number four right all right so we have all these numbers let's add them up 15 plus 9 is 24 24 plus 6 is 30 30 plus 4 is 34 the magic number
0: (laughs) wow So, so
1: you learned a little bit of math you had to add them up in your head And I saw your wheels turning as you were adding these up. You were getting ahead of yourself. You were getting ahead of me and adding those numbers even before you were talking about it, right? So we were learning math. We were learning about hidden patterns. We were being engaged. So all of those things were happening just by learning a magic trick.
0: Yeah, And you were doing the categories of the great magician. You were enthusiastic. You were prepared. You were giving me how to do it. Uh, it was creative. You showed confidence. Uh, you're you're doing you're doing it. This that was awesome. Exactly. exactly. And so yeah. And I believe so. So tell me about your performance. I believe when you open with something like that, when you start with something that grabs your audience attention, you have them. Now you have yeah. a captive audience. Yeah. Well, well, well I, I have a theory about capturing an audience.
1: Here, here's my theory. First of all, I think you have to you have to know what your audience is. For example. Uh, you are an adult male. I don't know how old you are, but but you're an adult male in the education world.
0: I thought you were a magician. Come on. Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. Uh, but most of, the, most of the people that I perform for are kids between kindergarten and sixth grade. So I just created a show called Fun and Games and Magic, where it's exactly what it is. It's Fun and Games and Magic. And I was thinking to myself as I was creating this, what do these kids have in common? So I came up with a lot of ideas, uh, but uh, the bottom line was all of them love superheroes. Mm. They can all relate to superheroes. So the opening, uh, to get them emotionally involved and interact with me, I show them a book of a bunch of different superheroes, Spider-Man, Hulk, uh, Captain America, etc., and tell them that we are going to find out a little more about them. So we're gonna find out what their favorite character is, their favorite superhero is. So we go through a number of things. We find out what their su- their favorite superhero is. Uh, for example, if it's the Hulk, um, some kid raises their hand, oh, it's the Hulk, it's the Hulk, it's the Hulk. Then I put on my mask. I'm not gonna show you this trick right now. <laughs> I put on my mask and then it immediately turns into the Hulk. So now they're engaged on their level they know that they're going to be lifted up that we're going to find out that that, it, that it is, it's important to me what their favorite superhero is so they are all important to me so now they're emotionally invested in the show that's the
0: opener i love it and and i'm going to go off script here a little bit john sure. you make it sound so easy like yeah i just created this show um you know i got add i call it a superpower not a disability and my brain is always going i like new ideas i want to do different things Like, do you have that? Like, how do you just, how do you just create a new show? Like, how do you do that? It's not as easy as it sounds. Yeah, I know it's not. (laughs) I know it's not.
1: Yeah. Um, The the show that I created, I started creating um, in May and I just did the first one maybe two months ago. Okay. So although I say that, although I say, yeah, I just created the show, it really took me nine or 10 months to create it. And um, things are way different when you do them in your living room than when you do it in front of an audience, Person. Sure. sure, you find out immediately what works and what doesn't, especially with kids, just like you teachers, I'm sure. Uh, teachers, when you're teaching a lesson, you know what the kids catch onto and you know what they don't by the looks on their faces. Sure. And it's the same with entertainers. Exactly the same. Oh, wow.
0: <clears throat> what do you do? What do you do, John? When, when something screws up, when you make a mistake, how do you, how do you recoup oh. from that?
1: Well, uh, uh, there's an old magician's trick called having an out, which means that if if this whatever trick this is, if this trick doesn't work, well, I have a plan B. And the audience doesn't know that this trick didn't work. All the audience sees is that this plan B worked. Yay! <laughs>
0: Wow, that was a great answer, guys. If you're watching live, you just joined us. This is John Abrams, uh, magician, uh, school uh, performer here. We uh, you know works with schools. Uh, I'm thoroughly in- engaged here. But if you want to jump in the show, you want to ask a question, uh, please, please get involved. Um, John, obviously you're you're good at what you do. Obviously you have a passion. Uh, I could just tell by being around you a little bit, you got a positive energy for kids and, and people. Um, and you recently uh, won an award, the Golden Wand Award for Excellence Through Discovering Magic. You know, what did yeah. that mean for you? What did that mean for your career? I know we don't get a lot of pats on the back, right? You know, but what did that mean to you?
1: Yeah, that was, um, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool because when this when this pandemic hit, um, not only did all my shows cancel, uh, and I had kind of laid in bed for two months and cried like a baby. Uh, <laughs> but I started thinking, how is this affecting everybody else too?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it's not just me. It's my, all my other entertainer friends, but how is this uh, affecting kids at schools? Um, cause kids aren't going to school. So not, they're having a tougher time learning, reading, writing arithmetic, but more importantly, I think um they're also having a tough time understanding the social skills and the 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 small cues that they get from from dealing with their friends and their teachers and and all of that so i said well how how can i change this um so that's when i started teaching all of these traits online with magic so by the end of of this whole thing uh they can come out the back end of covid with better social skills and and better confidence and feeling better about themselves as opposed to being behind a year Wow! Uh, so so when i got that so when i got that award long story short long story long i guess <laughs> <laughs> uh when i got that award it was it was kind of a little pat on the back saying yeah you know all the work that you put uh that you put into it over the past 9 10 11 months was really worth it yeah. uh it really helped a lot of kids. Um, during the pandemic, I was giving away free courses, uh, scholarshipping kids that couldn't afford it, um, teaching kids that could afford it. Uh, so anyway, that that wow. it, it, it felt great.
0: <laughs> Again, John, learning about what you're doing here, you went from just doing magic to now teaching people. For you, was that more uh, enriching? Was that more rewarding for you to be able to give the people this gift versus just make them say, wow.
1: Yeah. It, 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 it's really different. Um, it is really rewarding in that when I was doing a lot of school assemblies, uh, I would go to the school, do the assembly, and I wouldn't hear a lot about it. Uh, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, great show, great show. And and PTA may, may email me, hey, we really had a good time and learned a lot, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but that's one and done. And maybe I'm back the, the next year. Um mm. I got, oh, I can tell you one rewarding story, and then and then I'll go into what the teaching thing. Uh, this one kid, uh, I did my bully show one year, and then at the same school, I did something called the Bully Game Two, which is kind of a second second show on top of that. Because a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of people would call and say, "Do you have something like the first show but different?" So I'm like, "Oh yeah, I do." So uh, this little girl runs up to me, and uh, I'm setting up my show, and she says. She says, Oh, that little boy over there was gothicking that little boy over there was gothicking and I was like, what, what was he doing? And she says, Oh, he was gothicking. I go, uh, what was he doing? And she said, Oh, well, he was, he was, um, telling me about this other kid that did this or did that. And I go, Oh, oh, he was gossiping. Okay. So she didn't understand. She didn't remember the word but she understood the concept (laughs) and she went and told a parent or or an adult, which is me, that somebody was gossiping Hmm. about somebody else. So she learned the lesson from the previous year. And I I just love that. (laughs) But, but the truth of the matter is I don't get a lot of that. I, I I didn't get a lot of that Uh, because it, like I said, it's one and done. Whereas now in my courses, I'm teaching eight solid weeks, you know, one lesson at a time for eight weeks. So I'm really getting to know these kids and I'm hearing all the stories. Uh, for, for example, one, uh, I had two girls in one of my classes that every night after, after, this show, after the uh, class, uh, they would go home and take their magic tricks home to mom and dad and do a magic show for them every single night. So they had family time every single night with magic. Yeah. they were doing a show. For, uh, we, we, we play this one game in our class called the um game or the uh game and here's how it works i'll bet you you're good at this here's how it works if you're presenting a magic trick or you're speaking or you're teaching we have a tendency to say um a lot like uh my name is um uh john and uh i'm teaching uh math and uh so here's the challenge we set our clock i set my little my little uh cell phone for 30 seconds, and the kids have to talk about themselves for 30 seconds without saying ah, or, "um," and then all the if they hear if all the kids hear ah, or, "um," all the kids go "whoa," and they're busted. And it's fascinating because at the very beginning of the course, a lot of the kids are real uncomfortable and not real, real confident with themselves, and they'll be like, "Hi, my name is uh, Joey Smith," and uh, whoa! "whoa," but then after the eight-week course. They'll do it again, and they'll say, hi, my name is Billy Smith. I'm in the fifth grade. I love cats. And they'll go on and on and be clear and concise about what they're saying. Wow.
0: That's As the confident. That's one of the traits here. Exactly. So they're learning confidence. Wow. There's yeah. so much that goes into what you do and what, what educators do, what speakers need. Um, I believe in props and, and I believe in the power of a single experience too, that the person in your life that you, you, know, you went and they, they, it just impacted your life. That was a great story how you got started. Um, you also host a podcast, uh, John, yeah. and, and talking about this and meeting uh, different entertainers. What, do you, what is your goal in your podcast? What do you, what do you learn from your podcast?
1: Uh, Well, originally I started this podcast because I'd been in the business for a long time and I thought, well, here's what I'll do. I'll I'll interview a bunch of my entertainer friends and people listening to it can learn from my entertainer friends and learn from, from my experience. But then as it grew and became popular, all of a sudden I was getting emails and texts from people that I thought were super famous uh, from magazines and, and different trade industry, uh, conventions and things. And so I started interviewing people that I really never thought I'd interview. Yeah. <laughs> I started interviewing my heroes and what I, what I discovered. was a lot of different things. First I discovered, I didn't know everything. I really thought I knew everything. <laughs> I knew everything there was to know about the entertainment business. And the truth is, I don't know anything. <laughs> So I, I started interviewing people who've really made it in life or in, in, in the business, the entertainment business, uh, whether they were jugglers or magicians or balloon artists or, or whatever they may be. They were the top of their field. So as I started interviewing, I, I, interviewing them, I found out two things. First, I found out that uh, they made it where they made it because of the particular choices that they made.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I also found out that they're just regular people even though they're famous in my particular industry, you may not have heard of them, but in my industry, they're very famous. Uh, even though they've had their pictures all over magazines and they've had articles written about them, um, they're just regular old people. They have regular old stories um, and, and regular old advice. Uh, so uh, I love the podcast format because I can talk to them for an hour yeah. and find out how they really tick. Find out those funny, goofy stories that happen to them. In fact, this 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 couple that I had on—they're um, a mind reading couple, and we talked a lot about mind reading and stuff. But then we started talking about they're avid sailors, mm. and so they go out and avid—they uh, go out on their boat that they bought, and their anchor gets stuck. So the 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 guy jumps in the water to to fix up his anchor or to pull his anchor up. And all of a sudden, a shark comes. Come on. No, true, true. So <laughs> the lady on the boat says, get on the boat, get on the boat. There's a shark in the water, the shark. So so I guess for two days, they tried to get that that uh, uh, the anchor up and they couldn't get it up because every time he'd jump in the water, he'd jump in the water and he'd go towards the anchor and then the shark would come <laughs> and then the lady would say, get out of the water, get out of the water, the shark is coming. So although... <laughs> Although there, there's there a mind reading act. They're just regular people who have regular problems. I don't know if a shark is a regular problem, but <laughs> but they have regular stories and regular problems just like you and I do.
0: Wow, wow, John, this was fantastic. Uh, I've learned a lot, and I love the the eight traits. Um, was there something that I didn't ask you about, John, that you wanted to share? Um, there, there, there is actually one thing that yeah. I want to share. Yeah, and I have it over here. Let's do it. This is
1: um, yeah, this is kind of cool. Um, I'm a firm believer in, in, uh, being thankful, uh, in gratitude. So, uh, I have this thing, this is called my jar of good mm. and here's how it works. A lot of people will write uh, something good that happened to them in a journal or, or something like that. This is called my jar of good. And every time, every night before I go to bed, I'll take a little slip of paper and and write something cool that happened today. For example, today, I'm sure I'll write great podcast with Andrew Murata, what a nice guy, something like that. And I put it in here. And then, but that, that that's a neat thing. So every night go to bed, something thankful for. But then at the end of the year, here's the cool thing. At the end of the year, I'll dump them all out mm. and I'll look them over individually and see what kind of a year I had. And even in the year of the pandemic, what where it was hell, uh, I had shows cancel. A lot of my entertainer friends are homeless. I can go over bad news, bad news, bad news. But when I look in my jar of good, there's all sorts of wonderful things that happened in that year, including the Golden Wand Award. Um, so I pull those out. And, and, and here's something else with that. So I, I make two piles. One pile is just good things that happen. Like, hey, got a big check today, uh, whatever. The second pile are people. The second pile, maybe a PTA person was really nice to me. Uh, Maybe I met a principal that was really, really cool and helped me set up. Maybe the custodian let me in the back. Uh, Any, anything that happened today, maybe I had a great dinner. Who knows? Whatever, whatever. Okay. So the second pile is people, Uh, the the dinner goes in the first pile. Okay. Second pile of people. So I pick up the second pile and I'll individually email each person named on the piece of paper. So at the end of the year, uh, the person on that piece of paper gets a a little notice from me saying, Hey, you were in my jar of good. Thanks so much for letting me in the back, uh, of the auditorium that day. That was a really great help. So I email those 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 people. Uh, and and that's one of the ways i built my business. But it also makes me feel good, makes them feel good. It's kind of a cool thing. So I I want to share that with you.
0: Yeah, I love it. I think I'm going to start doing that. I think it's important we leave with gratitude. I got to tell you, too, John, I get a lot of emails now, kind of like you were saying, about people to come on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I don't really, um, you know, yeah, I don't kind of look for those solicitors. And I don't know what made me kind of grab yours. But it felt authentic. It felt real. It was from you. Um, and and here we are. So you're doing a lot of good things. Uh, I learned a tremendous amount here. And, uh, you know, uh, if people are interested to, in booking you and learn more about you, I have your website here, schoolofastonishment.com. But what would be the best way for people to get in touch with you? Because I think you would bring a lot of value to, to schools, to kids. Thanks. Thanks. Um,
1: Probably just go to my website, schoolofastonishment.com. There's contact there. You can email me at info at schoolofastonishment.com. And I was I was actually thinking about you, Andrew, and your audience. And I was thinking if I get enough calls or enough emails, I'll create a course for all the teachers uh, teaching SEL, and and I'll have a number of different tricks that you can use for your students. So I'll create an entire course if I get enough of those emails, enough.
0: Of those yeah. Calls. Well, and again, your 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 promise to your the the person who trained you kind of to not do the corporate gigs. There is a lot of performing in teaching. I, I know some teachers, the old school, right? Like, ah, I'm going to teach it. They need to learn it. But when you can grasp their attention with a prop, with a trick, the, the math thing was great. Uh, the, yeah. You know, this, it, it, it just Magic it, coloring brings, book. it brings the kids in. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it um, does. It does. yeah. John, I have a few more questions and then, yes. you know, we're running out of time. These are the rapid fire questions. These are quick answers. Uh, um, are you ready? Yeah, I can't guarantee they're going to be quick answers, though, but I'll I'll do my best. (laughs) Here we go. Rapid fire. Last book you read.
1: Last book I read. Oh, oh, I actually looked this up because I I love to read. I I just read Steve Trash's, where is it? Oh, it's somewhere around here. Uh, It's called Finding Your Light Bulb. And Steve Trash was one of the first magicians ever in the recycling the green movement. And he uses magic. To uh, to express recycling, why it's good for the environment and such. So his book tells about how to create an image and how to brand yourself and and and, and all of that. Okay, that's that.
0: L- last movie you saw?
1: Last last movie I saw was the first movie I saw in over a year. It was with Billy Crystal. What is the name of it? I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. Um, <laughs> oh, here here today, and. I love the movie experience. I just love the whole thing. Yeah. So I go with a friend. The first time California opened up, I go with a friend to see a movie and we were two of six people in the theater. Wow. But I thought to myself,
0: here I am in the theater. Uh It just felt great. You've traveled a lot. You've been to a lot of places. Favorite place to travel. Um, I have a lot of places that I love traveling, but,
1: Probably my two favorites are visiting my daughters. Uh, my youngest one, 22, is in Washington. Oh. And my oldest one, 28, is in Boston.
0: Wow. So I long, those those are long flights. <laughs> a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are long flights. Cool. Uh, your favorite type of music? My. F-
1: oh, I, I don't know. I don't really. Um, maybe classic rock, probably classic rock. But every time I'm, I'm working when I'm in my office, I put vinyl records on my final record player in my office and oh. everything from Billy, Billy holiday to Janis Joplin and everything in between.
0: Creating, That's how ma- creating magic is fill in the blank. Creating. Okay. Creating magic.
1: Creating magic is that little spark we see in a kid's eye when they get it, whatever we're trying to teach them, whatever we're trying to give them when they go, ah, That's what I think magic is.
0: I love it. You shared a lot of your passions today, things that make you tick, things that help people. What's something that gets under your skin? What's something that bothers you? Oh,
1: okay. There's two things.
0: (laughs) It's okay. We're all human. All
1: right. First thing that that bugs the heck out of me, it's a pet peeve of mine, is people that we don't know that don't introduce themselves when we meet. For example, I'll go to yes. a school yes. and, and, and there'll be a principal and I'll say, hi, I'm John Abrams. I'm here to do the bully game or hey, John Abrams here to do a uh, school yeah. assembly. And yeah. They'll be like, oh, okay. Set over the, up over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, are you the principal? Are you the <laughs> gay person? Uh-huh. Are you the custodian? What, what is it that you're doing and why should I listen to you? What is wow. it? I'd rather yeah. than say, hi, I'm Bill Smith. I'm the principal and and I'm glad to have you here today. Go set up over there fine i'm good with that okay that's number 1 that's one of my pet peeves it drives me crazy i'm with uh, you here's second pet peeve and it just happened an hour before i got on here uh, being on hold on the phone with a government agency wasting <laughs> my time drives me <laughs> when i'm sitting there on the phone uh, <laughs> listening to the music drives me up a wall and 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 they never say they'll be with you in two minutes it's always like your weight is over 10 minutes
0: like, <laughs> what does that mean i don't know what that means oh my god so well, that's funny so, something about southern california that you want to share
1: oh uh oh that's easy i mean the beaches beaches i love boogie boarding it's my thing nice. uh anybody who comes here has got to go to the beaches nice on Saturday morning at 8 a.m., I feel. Fill in the blank. Oh. Um, Saturday morning, I take every weekend off, no matter what. Nice. Uh, Saturday morning is 8 o'clock. I'm generally walking my dog and my mom's dog, my blind diabetic dog named Bitamin Jones. So mm-hmm. I'm walking him and, uh, and Cupcake, my mom's dog. So energized. I'm, I'm energized by walking them, having fun, hiking, etc.
0: Beautiful. Your go-to stress reliever? Exercise. Easily. You got to move, right? Yep. Yep. Best purchase under a $100 that has had a great impact on your life.
1: Oh, I actually thought about this one. So, okay, this isn't going to be a fast answer. I'll I'll, (laughs) I'll do as quick as I can. Uh, So I go to a magic auction. Now, a magic auction is exactly what it sounds like, a magic auction. They're auctioning off things like sponge balls and, and DVDs and things. And there was this one set of tapes that came up. And remember, this is 25 years ago. I knew nothing about magic. I knew nothing about anything. I kind of knew I wanted to be in this business, but I wasn't quite sure how to go about it. So I bought uh, a set of tapes by a guy by the name of Joel Bauer that were marketing, magic marketing tapes. Mm. And I listened to them and I followed some of them, but I realized that to become a successful magician, entertainer, you no matter how good your act is, you need to sell it. People need to buy it.
0: Yeah. You need
1: to create something that people want. So uh, th- I think that set of tapes sent me on my path of of being a really good marketer, uh, probably sent my, my oldest daughter to college, wow. probably sent my youngest daughter around the world.
0: Wow. Uh, uh,
1: probably helped me with my career more than anything I could ever imagine.
0: Yeah. And That's it was exactly
1: a hundred bucks.
0: Wow, okay. Uh, that's a great point um john uh something about you that people do not know about um i'm a chocoholic
1: <laughs> i
0: like chocolate doesn't
1: last in my house damn you look like you're in, in good my shape. belly
0: yeah
1: <laughs> you're, you look like you're in good shape yeah but that, that, people don't bring a lot of chocolate around I, it, <laughs> it, it just
0: it just goes <laughs> John, uh, this has been great. I've learned a lot. You have a tremendous, uh, uh, attitude and, and I've enjoyed having you. Do you have a quote? Do you have a famous quote or or something that you want to end on? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my favorite quote is, is Henry Ford's. I'm sure you probably know it. Um, it's whether you think you can, or you think you can't, you you're can finish prob- that. You're probably right. You're probably right. It's absolutely it. true. I believe in the power of thought.
0: Mm. Hmm. Hmm. This was John Abrams, guys. Check out his website, uh, schoolofastonishment.com. It's been an honor to have you on, John. Stay on the line a little bit, uh, and we're going to wrap up. This was show number 172, uh, Education Leadership Beyond. Check out Ann Kala. John, you're a performer. You're looking for some nice stuff. Uh, 15 uh, Marada is the code. It's waterproof, it's sweat-proof, it's stainproof. proof uh, I'm going to be wearing these as a school leader, so uh, I want to thank you. And boogie boarding.
1: Them. You can wear them boogie boarding. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> the commercial shows the guy sliding down the hill, yeah. So, um, all right, everyone, we are going to wrap up show number 172. Uh, check out John Abrams, and uh, it's nice to have some magic in your life. John, you did a great job uh, here with us today. Thank you so thank much. You, sir. Thanks all for right, inviting
1: stay, me. I appreciate it.
0: Stay on that line. Here we go. Are we off? No, we're still on. We're still going. It's all good. We got, we got to wrap it up. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. This is again show number one seventy two.